In a world where good news is hard to find, WAVA and One Heart DC present Good News for the City. We're here to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what his body, the church, is doing to spread this good news in the Washington, D.C. metro area, including Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. As Jesus said in John 17, Father, that they may be one just as we are one. Welcome to Good News for the City. And welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm Director of Ministry Relations for WAVA Radio, and I want to welcome y'all to today's broadcast. Folks, you know this, you know this already. On Good News for the City, we love highlighting organizations that are meeting the needs of various communities in the Washington, D.C. area. Now, it's a lot of hard work, and a lot of times the needs seem almost insurmountable. But these organizations, hey, they keep grinding away. Well, now, when you add in the coronavirus pandemic and the, and the fallout from that, things like unemployment and distance learning and no school lunches and things like that, these organizations are finding that their services are needed more than ever. The DC Dream Center is one of those organizations. So we're going to talk about that. And of course, you know the drill to get us going, to get us started. My good friend, my buddy, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Ashburn, Virginia. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be seen again. Glad to be here talking about the most important thing that we can talk about, and that is the good news of Jesus Christ and how it changes everything. Amen. And the world always needs the good news of Jesus Christ, but the COVID-19 pandemic has certainly brought the necessity for good news to the forefront. In fact, if you're like yes. me, yes. I'm seeking out on the internet. I'm seeking out if I happen to turn my television on or I pick up some sort of periodical, the good news, because it surely seems like the very first things we tend to hear or read about are the difficulty or the bad news. And God is doing some amazingly great things during this time. And that's why I'm excited to talk to Ernest Clover today, because he is director of an organization or a place called the D.C. Dream Center and also a place called the Southeast White House. And God is using them to do some great things, bringing the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel in the midst of this pandemic. So, Ernest, thanks for being here today. I want to tell our listeners a little bit about you. As I said, uh, you are the director of the D.C. Dream Center and Southeast White House. Uh, you were born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. That means you may be a Detroit Lions fan. I don't know that. I'm yeah. a Cleveland Browns fan. If so, if you're a Lions fan, I'm a Browns fan. We can commiserate later about never being even yeah. to a Super Bowl. But that's for a different yeah. program at a different time. <laughs> well, uh, then you add you in graduated. the Redskins, man. We're three-time losers. Oh, I know. Well, goodness. we're not even going there. But, uh, <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah. 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 Ernest yeah. graduated from Defiance College, and it was during that time that he knew he wanted to help people. And his first thought was that politics would be the best way to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until an internship back in 2007 that he had on Capitol Hill that he was exposed to the thought and the reality that making that impact could happen in a new way by following the teachings of Jesus. So it was during this time on the Hill that he volunteered at a place Mm -hmm. called the Southeast White House. Even though he Mm -hmm. would go to receive a master's in international relations from the University of Denver, the impact of his time in D.C. never left him. So – The result is that when he moved back into the area, into the D.C. metro area, he went back to the Southeast White House to be a mentor, Mm -hmm. and now he has served there for six years. He is married to Rachel's wife. They have three children, a son named Dylan, 
He has a daughter named Mackenzie and a seven-month-old son named Kai. So uh, welcome to the show, Ernest. Um, I've never personally been to the D.C. Dream Center. I've been to the Southeast White House a few times. Uh, and so I'm only slightly familiar, but I imagine there are people here that aren't familiar at all with the Dream Center mm-hmm. or the Southeast White House. Could you share a little bit about uh, some of the work that is happening there? Yeah, and I want to say thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Brian, for the intro. And praise the Lord uh, that we had this opportunity to, to truly share the good news of Jesus. And, and it's because of that news that, as you shared, I am here. So a little bit, you know, uh, to give people a little bit of a geography lesson, you know, we're, we're here in southeast D.C., uh, right across the John Philip Sousa Bridge. I know a lot of people, when they think of Southeast D.C., they assume that everything Southeast is Anacostia. And, and actually, if you talk to our native Washingtonians and our neighbors, where we are is called Randall Highlands. And so it's important, I think, for the body to understand geography and history. And so I'm going to go into that just briefly. Uh, geography, geographically, Randall Highlands, named after Arthur Randall who built the Southeast White House in 1910 mm-hmm. for $6,000 wow. uh, at the time. That's which a parking is ticket in Southeast White House now, right? <laughs> yeah, area. right. Yeah, that's it. That's a parking that's ticket. That's the truth, man. So, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. so, it, it's amazing to think that God, again, when we talk about how sovereign God is, he had a plan for this community well before any of us were, were born. And it wasn't until, you know, fast forwarding, it wasn't until 1996 that Sammy Morrison, former deputy chief of police, Scott Demick, former Northern Virginia Young Life leader, came together and were in, uh, which is lovingly called the Little White House in a community, to be a presence for Jesus in our nation's capital. And their work is what touched me in 2007. And to kind of go into that story of, of the work at the time, uh, it was mentoring after school and a lot of interns or myself would come throughout the year, whether that be summer or during the school year. And so for me, I was here uh, after I graduated from uh, Defiance College and came and I did yard work for them. And we cleaned a house and did whatever they needed. But really, it was my first time being struck through the National Student Leadership Forum, which was the name for my, my internship. Uh, to be around men who were saying, hey, yeah, I've, I've had my own businesses, like Mr. Sandy. I, I, I was in the 82nd Airborne. You know, Scott, who was someone who's from, uh, who had experience being out in Oregon and fighting fires out there, and you hear these guys and they're saying, the most important thing that's happened in my life is, A, my relationship with Jesus. The most important thing I can share with anyone is my relationship with Jesus. And it was like, Wow, I, 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 it just floored me. And um, that time is what really took my personal relationship with God and, more importantly, Jesus from this head thing into an external checklist of, hey, I went to church, I did my devotional, I did this, to saying, all right, Lord, how are you, you really want my heart. And mm-hmm. how, how does that happen? I want to be like these guys. And so... I, I uh, go University of Denver, graduate, get married, we're back here, and I have that privilege of being a mentor, and I, I am around, I go to National Community Church, um, and really grew and then continue to grow there, 
and it was uh, in 2012 that I was, you know, spoken to by Scott and Sam, as well as uh, Pastor Mark and Pastor Joel Schmigel, Pastor Mark Batterson, Pastor Joel Schmigel, and the Community Church, of like, hey, uh, Ernie, you know what, um, Scott and Sam, and, and they said it, they said, Ernie, we need fresh legs to run this race, and we want you to kind of usher in this era of Dream Center, a partnership with a nonprofit and a church, and this is going to be its own 501c3, and a lot of the work that we have done, like mentoring and after school, that will continue, and it has. But now we have another property where we have a gym, where we have a computer lab, where we actually have a classroom, and children are no longer, you know, required to sit at a dining room table. Uh, we, we also, because of this additional space, now we have been able, um, especially in the era of COVID, have been able to be a, a resource center. And, yeah, and I want to I want to hop in right there if I can stop just for a second and, yes, and just kind of delve in a little bit farther because I think you're you're talking about all the things that um, how God is using the Dream Center and the Southeast White House mm-hmm. history and then now to currently and and I think you're you're hitting on some areas that that maybe some people aren't aware in regards to the needs because you know if we look at the yeah. area that you serve um, that's an area uh, if people are familiar with Washington D.C. they're broken down into wards. Uh, and they have different mm-hmm. numbers attached to the wards. The particular wards that you serve are Ward 7 and Ward 8. If you're familiar, yeah. with, wa- familiar with Washington, D.C., sometimes you invoke the term ward, and then you put a number after it, and then people mm-hmm. immediately start to develop a preconceived idea about that area. That's it. And then mm-hmm. the resulting needs of that area, depending upon the number that follows it. A- as you were there working in Southeast D.C. in the Dream Center and working in the Southeast White House, what is your experience being right there in that community, understanding that their specific needs always has been, and even more so mm-hmm. now in the COVID-19 outbreak, that is, that's happening there? Yes, and thank you for asking that question, because you're right. There's a lot of preconceived ideas. And I think for the follower of Jesus, what we have to do is arrest our minds and arrest that assumption to say, no, 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 I need to submit that to the Lordship of Jesus in this moment and allow this person to just be a person. So, um, and so I say that to say, you know, a lot of uh, individuals, you know, here are, you know, working poor, a number are middle class or maybe upper middle. And the reason that that is happening, and I know a lot of people use the term gentrification. And I tell people, I say, unfortunately, again, going back to your point about preconceived notions, when I say that word, as a storyteller, it limits my ability to adequately articulate what happens in, in our community. So I always tell people there's a lot of change happening. And if there's any color or thing that you can kind of look at that connects it all, it's green, the color of money, right? People who have means know that I don't have to spend a million dollars for a row house on Capitol Hill. I can spend 600000 and get a front yard and a backyard and have a detached house. So there's opportunities here that I think for those who come to our city new can take advantage of. Those who have been in our city for generations, they know how gorgeous this area is. And so they're here. I would say to push pause on kind of this, you know, little descriptor and kind of go into the COVID-19 era is that we have seen uh, that because of the economic impact and the shutdown and the stoppage, there are a number of our neighbors who were once, like I said, working poor, who are now just poor. And mm-hmm. there are a number of individuals 
who are not on the books governmentally in the sense of paying taxes, maybe they're getting paid under the table, maybe they've retired and that's, they were the local neighborhood babysitter. So they can't file for unemployment. So we are serving a very diverse group of people because of the change that is mm-hmm. happening in our community. So we have an amazing opportunity to share the gospel right now in a yeah. time like this. And certainly the coronavirus has made every single individual as well as organization shift in some ways. Um, we're doing this remotely. For example, we would normally come together mm-hmm. in a studio, but you're right there in your office in Southeast. I'm out in Loudoun County and, and Dennis is actually right now in North Carolina. We're doing this differently. Mm-hmm. But when we, st- before we even started this time together and we were talking off mic, uh, you had a mask on, right? And uh, yeah. as you were walking through the neighborhood, all of these things have, have, have changed and made mm-hmm. us adjust our lifestyles in so many different cool. ways. But but clearly, even in the midst of the change of lifestyles and even organizations, it's brought some opportunities. One particular opportunity is the meals program that you have there, uh, and it's really taken off a lot, as I understand it. Talk about yeah. the top meal program and, and what's occurred over these last six, seven weeks during the COVID-19 outbreak. Yes, these, um, one of the things, and, and just to give the genesis story of that little transition for us, which now, in all honesty, I'm like, this is a whole new organization, God. As I said, you know, with the Dream Center, an easiest way to describe it is that it's one ministry with two properties. So outreach, community activity, after-school program, mentoring here in the Dream Center, the Southeast White House has been used as a house of hospitality, fellowship, and discipleship, prayer breakfast, luncheons, discipleship meetings. So I prayed that week prior to the official shutdown, which took effect in Washington, D.C., March the 16th. And I went out on um, the 12th of March with a friend. I just said, hey, I feel like the Lord wants me to stop all our programming and use whatever little resources that we have to be able to do two things. Hopefully be able to feed 100 people meals seven days a week and to be able to open up the Dream Center as a resource center where we give away hygiene items as well as non-perishable items. Uh, me and his friend prayed and agreed, and that was our first donation. I, after that time, he said, hey, I, I want to, I, I believe in this. I believe that's what the Lord would have you do, and I want to give to it. And like I said, we started thinking 100 meals. Uh, now we are up uh, to 250 meals a day. Uh, we have been blessed. Uh, my, my friend, who is a chef, uh, Meredith Jacobs, who has Granny's Kitchen, I had shared with her on that Friday with my with the staff, like, guys, this is what the Lord would have us do. And it's Friday the 13th, mind you. And mm-hmm. everybody's like, hey, hey, man, I believe in it. If that's, if that's what you're believing, I mean, we're we touch and agree. And uh, Meredith touched and agreed and said, hey, Ernest, you know, I know. You know, there's, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm here for you and I'll cook meals. And so yeah. that whole first week, you know, we were like, man, praise the Lord. We, we gave out 600 and, and uh, I think it was 11 and, meals that first week. Right. And, and now you're and 250 now, a day, right? A day. And last Sunday, we, we went over 6,885 meals. Um, yeah. That was our But it's not just meals, meal. right? It's yeah, not just it meals is. because exactly. during this whole it, time. You know, God has brought uh, opportunities for being hot, 
provide hygiene products, non-perishable yeah. foods. You know, again, I said I live out here in Loudoun County, which sometimes people say Loudoun County, and they have a different preconceived idea that pops in their head. And, you yeah. know, we just recently at Christian Fellowship Church worked with one of our partner schools to give out 400 and some hygiene kits to kids yeah. who are going yeah. home into environments. So, there, there are so many needs opening up, you know, whether it be mm-hmm. hot meals, non-perishable foods, hygiene products, and, and all mm-hmm. of that. Um, and it takes a whole lot of people to make that happen. It takes uh, yeah. people who are willing to do it. And, uh, you know, I think that's something we can, as you were listening, they can pray for you there at the D.C. Dream Center and pray for you there at the Southeast White House is not only mm-hmm. are the ministries that you're doing, but we need people to execute to serve other people. Uh, and, and that's got to be a challenge during this COVID-19 time as well, right? It, it definitely is, because as, as you said, here at the center, it's the hygiene and non-perishable items. And, and so, you know, we had to spool up, you know, I'm talking to our lawyers and I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, what guidance is there? You know, so I'm CDC watching and reading and news aggregating and making videos for volunteers about the importance of masks and hand sanitation and all that. And, and that's the one thing. So, you know, we all know when we go out of our house that, you know, we are putting ourselves at risk, right? You know, it's an increased risk to leave your home. And then on top of that, to be with people that you don't know where they might've come from and who they've been around. So, you know, all our volunteers are wearing gloves and they're wearing a mask and we limit contact and keep people at least six feet away as much as possible. And yeah, it is very different today. And, and I would say in, in spite of those difficulties of the physical space, we have never felt this much community connection. And I would say love and respect for what we're doing because people are acknowledging the fact that, hey, you put yourself knowingly at risk for yeah. my well-being which for an undisclosed amount of time, right? Like you're saying you're going to be here, you're going to provide these meals, you're going to make sure we have soap, you're going to make sure we have detergent, you're going to make sure we have diapers, you're going to make sure you have those things. And it's like, wow. So we see people just saying thank you. And yeah. that is such an encouragement to, for us, especially as you serve. And that's something that we're looking for. But I feel like there's times where the Lord just kind of like, hey, let me just put a little wind in your sails. Let me just put a little bit just so you know that you're following me and, and I'll encourage you because and it's just encouraging. Yeah. Well, that, that's actually one of the things I was going to ask you that I feel like you're kind of already uh, alluding to the fact that you are in the midst of a situation that could be one that drains hope or maybe even create the possibility mm-hmm. of people to completely lose hope. You are bringing uh, the hope through physical things of Jesus Christ, the hope of the gospel, the hope of, of all of these positive things in the negative scenario, are you seeing it change a little bit how some people might think, even if it's in a small interaction? Yes. Yeah, so we, we have individuals who are encouragers. Uh, I prep all our volunteers with, Hey guys, there's two things I want you to do to educate and to encourage uh, whether that's, and it's hard to see someone smile, but if you smile through a mask, people can hear the, the difference in your voice. Yeah, and they can see the jovial nature of your hand movements and gestures. And I say, you know, there's a lot that people are trying to process. There's a, a lot of trauma pre-COVID and now during COVID. So I say, hey, if you feel comfortable, volunteers, pray with someone. Ask them. Because they're waiting in line. This is a great time to say, hey, what's going on in your life? What can I pray for? 
is a great time to, to redirect people as well who might be going down a negative train of thought. And I say, you can let them go there. You don't have to respond to that. I want to encourage you to tell them the good that you're seeing because a lot of our mm-hmm. volunteers are out of work. So say, even if it's you just say, hey, you know what? I don't have my job, but you know it's awesome. I came to this Dream Center and I'm around people who are loving people, sharing the good news of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior through their actions. And I just love that. That's it. You know, yeah. a lot of times people will pause and be like, well, that's kind of crazy. But I said, you never know where that's going to take us. I pray that as this COVID, as we get through this, that people will be more inclined to say, hey, I watch these people who say they follow Jesus really live a life that I never thought possible. I need to learn more about this Jesus because they gave him yeah. all the credit. Amen. And that's what I'm Which praying kind of- which brings me to my last question that I just have for you. I think there are people who are listening to this right now, and they're like, this is amazing. Um, I, I, I want to connect with the Dream Center. I want to connect with the Southeast White House. I mean, obviously, they can go to dcdreamcenter.com. But what are some mm-hmm. practical ways, uh, maybe in the last minute or so, that people can, can roll up their sleeves uh, and yes. they can be people who bring hope through the D.C. Dream Center? Yes, and we, we pray that the Dream Center is a place where hope becomes habit. So I would say definitely thank you for that. Please go to the website, uh, www.dcdreamcenter.com. Also, if you, if you have a gift, uh, I've reached out to people in Minneapolis, in Texas, in Washington, D.C., in Maryland to sew masks. And so if that's something that you have a gift and talent for, please know that I will make sure that we get connected. So email us at info at dcdreamcenter.com. And I would also say if you send that email, we can send you our needs list of hygiene mm-hmm. items as well as non-perishable food items. So you can be informed as to what it is we're requesting and we can make sure that we have drop-off days. And so we'll coordinate all that with you. So please now, reach out to us at info at, info at dreamcenter.com. A quick question, and Dennis, I hand it to you, is if someone wants to make a donation like that, are they able to make a donation via online, either through cash or like, you know, Amazon goes everywhere, just order a bunch of hand sanitizers and send it to the DC Dream yes. Center. Can they do those things too? Yes, they can do that. They can give online to our donate page and we can purchase that. But if you would like to buy it yourself, just send it directly to us and we'll be glad to have it. What do you think? Thank um, you. What do you think, Claude, uh, uh, that, I mean, excuse me. Uh, what do you think is your biggest need? I mean, you, you don't even have to think. You know your biggest need. I mean, is it finances? Is it mask? Is it, you know? Yes. I would definitely say the finances so we can keep the lights on and keep things going um, here. And, and, and so that would be number one. Uh, number two would be the mask because as these masks have been donated, we have been giving them away with sanitizers that someone else donated to everyone in the community. And we're trying to make sure, because the law in D.C., if you go to the grocery store, you need a mask. Sure. We want everyone in our community to have a mask. Yeah. Hmm. Well, man, this is, this is very cool. I, I, know, uh, I know Pastor Mark, by the way, and uh, mm-hmm. I knew the Dream Center was connected because I've seen that hat you're wearing before, yep. by the way. Yep. So, uh, and yep. please forgive me. Um, I called you Claude because <laughs> all of a sudden Claude's <laughs> name came up in my eye, and I was yep. like, "Okay, Claude, isn't that weird how we yep. do that, Ernest?" And long-time, <laughs> yeah, long-time exactly. listeners know that Claude's our producer. He, Claude's he's, our uh, producer. He's the man behind the curtain. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, his yeah, name yeah. popped up, and I said, "Hey, Claude, no, 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 it's Ernest." Yeah, boy, Claude, right. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God bless you, friend. Thank you so much for this. Thank this you. has been. 
just the coolest stuff. And I can tell your passion. I can see it. I can hear it. And, and God bless you all, man. Hey, folks, if you want to hear this again, which was a very good um, session, by the way, go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. One other way is you can go to wava.com, put in the keyword good news and listen to this again. Or as I often say, if you're really old fashioned, you can call me at the radio station, 703-807-2266. Yes, I am in Charlotte, North Carolina. However, <laughs> I still get my uh, phone calls over email and, and you can call me there anyway and I will call you back. Ernest, God bless you, brother. And Claude, I, you know, thank they're you. not listening to Claude right now, but I want to say, hey, Claude, again, um, even though Ernest was our guest. Hey, Brian, thank you, buddy. God bless you all for thank listening. You, we'll see you again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way. It's the gospel, the gospel that makes a way. Thank you for joining us and listening to Good News for the City, a gospel partnership between WAVA and One Heart DC. This is a partnership movement which celebrates and seeks to accelerate the move of the gospel into the Washington, D.C. metro area. It is our prayer that through this radio broadcast ministry of good news for the city, we will see transformed lives and communities and more and more people responding to the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to help bring unity to Bible-believing people and churches in order to multiply our impact in our city, and we would love for you to join us. You can learn more at goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Or you can go to wava.com keyword good news. Or you can call us at 703-807-2266. 703-807-2266. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.